Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, a pledge driver reunion. Plus, we question the motives of a man who runs marathons while pushing his disabled son in a wheelchair. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, special guest with us today, Jordan. Yeah, by popular demand, as I uh, as I understand it. Did you have you seen special guest? I should say, have you seen the poll on uh, the internet? Uh, where specifically? Uh, MaximumFun.org, the most important website on the internet. <laughs> Gallup.com. <laughs> it's all uh, they got there. I checked the Pew poll. Here's I didn't what, see my name. Here's what, uh, here's what the poll is. Uh, a listener named uh, Janie in San Francisco uh, put up a poll. What regular Jordan Jesse Go guest are you currently fiending for? Now, fiending is, uh, of course, a corruption of fiending. Uh, in the manner of, say, a crack or cocaine or a fiend, a drug fiend. So what she's asking is, what guest do you crave in the same way a crackhead craves crack? And guess who won? Me? Yeah, you! Yeah, oh, it, was wow. a, it was a landslide. There wasn't even a... Uh, what what know, was not, it, two it, to one? It, you kicked the shit out of Jordan Jesse Go Legends, like uh, Ashcon got destroyed. Yeah. Um, Chris Fairbanks, Chris not Fairbanks, even close. Chris not even on the list. Uh, it was all Gene all the time because you're the most popular man in show business. I think my dad voted on that poll like 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> but he voted for Trick Gene. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I got a couple of funny overheards. You guys want to start with that? <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do it. I have an overheard too. I'll, I'll oh, go sweet. After you. Great. Uh, okay, these are two on the road overheards. Okay. Uh, the first one, uh, this was, I was in San Francisco for work. I was waiting for the BART train to take me from the airport to the hotel. It was a Bay Area rapid transit. Yes. Um, uh, so I'm in the, it's an airport. Uh, there's a kind of a, you know, a, a crunchy older couple. I think they're both wearing like Australian hiking hats. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, and they're talking to a, you know, kind of older um, uh, Asian couple. And the woman says, uh, well, where are you guys from? And the woman says, Japan. And uh, the crunchy woman says, oh, we're going to South Korea. <laughs> That's uh, right in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Japan adjacent. Yeah. Um, and the other one is, um, uh, I was working at a... a, a you got to figure the woman had a plan going into the conversation, and she was not going to... No. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to tell these people. She's going to appreciate this. It was sort of like, uh, Gene, you, you you would know what I'm talking about. But you remember in the in the, uh, in the the Walsh-Seifert days of the 49ers, they were well known for scripting their first 20 or 30 plays, uh, their first 20 or 30 offensive plays. Oh, sure. And they wouldn't deviate from them. And in fact, part of, part of that was to confuse uh, the opposing defensive coordinator. So I think what they were trying to do is uh, confuse the opposing defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband was stealing that lady's handbag <laughs> <laughs> while, uh, while she was confused. Um, and the other one, I was in, uh, I was in Seattle working at a, um, 
you know, a video game events. And I think I've brought this up before, how I was kind of excited to work in a job that included a video game component, uh, just because, you know, I, I love them and, like, just the, the thought of going to, you know, a video game event where there's a bunch of the game press around kind of maybe sounds really fun, you know, a bunch of dudes to talk games with. but Just uh, hanging out, talking about video games. Yeah, right? What's uh, What could be better than that? But... Uh, but they're all eating um, onion rings. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> I presume with with a, with a couple of suggestions, they're all um, they're all pretty obnoxious people, um, and you know that kind of you know there's very few delightful nerds and a lot of uncomfortable nerds, um, and uh, this is one of those instances. I was just kind of waiting in line at the coffee shop that was attached to the hotel, and uh, you know one of my fellow game journalists was. Um, uh, you know, kind of chatting up the, you know, 18-year-old female barista. And uh, he says, uh, he says he, he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm about to make my way over to a Sony PlayStation event, uh, but I'm wearing my Xbox jacket. They're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, James Dean. <laughs> yeah. That guy's completely mental. I know, right? Man, he doesn't give a fuck. Batting down the hatches, there's yeah. a storm of brewing. He's like the video game equivalent of Lenny Bruce. He doesn't care what the man thinks. He'll saunter in in his Xbox jacket. Also, good pointing out to a girl that you're wearing a you're wearing video like a game freebie, a video game apparel. freebie. Yeah, they always like that. I got this free with my copy of Baldur's Gate, which I pre-ordered. <laughs> Just five bucks down, and I uh, got it the day it came out. Pretty good deal. I mean, five bucks, that's serious money, but it's no big deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, in a similar vein, overheard, this had just happened on the way here. Um, I was at the uh, local coffee shop, the Starbucks, and uh, I hear this guy say, oh, man, I can't wait for that movie. I love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone goes, no, it's a Star Trek movie. He's like, oh... Like how could you how could you be a huge Star Wars fan and think that that's a Star Wars movie coming yeah. out? Like, that is the magical moment. Like one can see not knowing the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. I think you you have to figure there's 15% or 20% of people don't know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. But to Yeah, in African villages, Jesse. <laughs> but to is suggest that, that Star Wars is something that you love. Yeah. I, I could see being like not knowing what either of those things are and confusing them, but to love Star Wars and be a huge fan of it and then think, hey, this is a Star Wars movie that's coming out. You know what the ironic thing is? The whole time the guy wasn't actually thinking of Star Wars or Star Trek. He was thinking of Ice Age 2. That's what he loved. Yeah. Oh, that might have been what he was talking about, actually. I think I think that guy was probably saying, I love Star Wars in the same way that a lot of people say, I love jazz. You know, <laughs> I think it was that thing. I, I mean, I don't know why you would like feel like you had to say you love Star Wars, or maybe, maybe because you're like yeah. hanging around movie guy or, or something. Or maybe he just loves the concept of space battles, and that's what he meant. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, the very general Star, Star Wars. Wars. You think yeah. maybe he meant, like, he, he loves those, those space missile defense systems, like a Reagan-era yeah, Star sure. Wars. Strategic Defense Initiative. Oh, Just anything. Well, it was Donald Rumsfeld that was saying it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that probably was. What he was just. Uh, he was just uh, hanging out uh, at the Starbucks in the Valley, working on his screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> he had final sitting there with final draft open. 
Oh, man. I hate those guys. It's an erotic thriller. You know, I go, uh, sometimes uh, Teresa and I will go to the nearest, like, um, the nearest, like, fancy coffee shops to here in in Koreatown are in Larchmont Village, uh, which is not too far from here. If you go to one of those cafes in Larchmont Village, I couldn't believe how real that is. The number of people working on a screenplay. I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I live in the completely untrendy valley, and it's just as big as a problem there. Like, what? And you never, I never actually see anybody typing. It's just kind of staring at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, those, uh, for those non-Hollywood insiders, when we say final draft, it's kind of the go-to, like, script writing program. Can I ask a quick question about that also? Are you guys sure. are uh, You guys are more Hollywood insiders uh, than I am, Jordan, with your... Uh, uh, you know, uh, honor job at Fuel, and I think. Hold on, Jesse. Let me take <laughs> off my sunglasses and beret. <laughs> Gene, I think maybe you still work at the History Channel. Not sure. No, I have a new job now. Okay. Non Hollywood job. Okay, so uh, prize but... fighter. Uh, Cat Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you run it, or are you just like are you just like the concierge? Concierge, yeah, oh, head wow. concierge. <laughs> if you need anything, whiskers. Yeah. <laughs> Continental breakfast and a free copy of USA Today. It can be hard when you're. <laughs> it can be hard when you're in a new city and you don't know where to find fancy feast, <laughs> and that's all you'll settle for. You know what I mean? And very few places will host a cat a business <laughs> cat conference. Right, the cat hotel does. Because <laughs> you have to have special facilities, if you know what I mean. And I do, because I work at the hotel, <laughs> and I saw you winking at me, so I I got the uh, double entendre. <laughs> Anyway, well, my question is, why is there a special program that you use to write scripts in? There's no special program that you use to write anything else in. There are many other things that one has to write that have specialized requirements, but they don't cost $200 and, or whatever and are required to be used. Yeah. Because if you're some chump moving to Hollywood and someone tells you you need to spend $200 on this to get into Hollywood. You, You've already you spent $1,000 on lattes just mm-hmm. booting up your computer. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, though, I mean, I've used it, and it is much easier than using Microsoft yeah, Word. It's basically just alignments. That's all it is. Yeah, so. yeah. It's basically like it just it just puts the cursor where you need it and uh, doesn't, doesn't give you a problem. But, uh, I mean, you know, if you've ever looked at anybody's script they, they've given you uh, that hasn't been written with Final Draft, it's just a fucking disaster. Um so yeah, it's a um, yeah, it's definitely it, it's it definitely sucks that it's kind of the thing that you need, but it's very easily stealable online and uh, well, sorry. Yeah, always wait till a friend gets it. Hollywood yeah, yeah. jerk, never buy it yourself. Go in, go in with like four guys. Can I get you a triple calf, half soy? Yeah, that something? sounds great. Yeah, that would that would be nice. That's okay. my drink. Well, yeah. I'll be back in just a second uh, with Jordan and Jean's drinks, and uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. I'm special guest, big time Gene O'Neill. Yeah, and how special is he? Back in the groove. You know, okay. Did not miss a beat. Last year was my age 27 season. We talked a little bit about this a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, the sport of baseball, the great Bill James determined that your peak most often comes around age 27. Last year was my age 27 season. I think uh, no one can deny that I was a, uh, an almost a categorical failure. 
um, overall, but it's fine. It's great. And now, Jordan, I'm passing the baton to you. Thank you. This is your age 27 season now. We both had, since we last recorded an in-studio Jordan Jesse Go, we have both had our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm now 28. Jordan is now 27. Jeans, when, when's your birthday? Are you 27 or 28? I'm 28. Okay. I know Jeans, it's April 1st, right? Yeah, got All your right. birthday who's call. The best, who's the best friend in the room? Oh, Asshole. Man. I knew it, but how am I chose not to, to acknowledge it. How am I supposed to know it's your birthday if Brian Lane doesn't call me and tell me that it's your birthday? I think I got <laughs> your... I did. Yeah, I texted you texted you. me. Yeah. yeah, I did text you because got... Brian Lane reminded me that it was your birthday. Yeah. Brian Lane knows... Uh, Brian Lane, Brian back in business lane, sometime uh, uh, Jordan Jesse Go and Sound of Young America co-host, uh, is the man... And friend. And friend knows... Uh, well, he's not friends with the people who are listening right now. He's not? Well, he's sort of like a radio friend. Well, get on that, people who are listening. In the same way Tim the Toolman Taylor is the people <laughs> who are listening right now as friend. You know what I mean? That's the. Oh, way. okay. I see the distinction. Okay. So uh, one has tools and one doesn't have tools. <laughs> That's the difference. One launched the career of Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Brian, is, Brian knows what everyone's birthday is. I forget what... Seriously, I don't remember what Teresa's birthday is. That's my wife. I don't remember what my parents' birthdays are. I barely remember what my birthday is. And isn't it annoying when somebody knows everyone's birthday? Can't we just all agree to forget each other's birthdays? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I feel like it's that rare and and you know, I feel like the people who make it a point to know everybody's birthday like were birthday jilted at some point. Uh-huh. So like it's a cause. And maybe this is just my own security because I'm a birthday forgetter as well. I but. remembered your birthday this year, Jordan. You did. But, but I should be clear, it was only because of a lucky guess. Sure. I knew the rough area of the month-ish. I was pretty sure I knew the rough area of the month. And I thought, well, it's the 3rd, the 6th, the 9th, the 12th, the 7th. And I just guessed one of you those. You knew the number it was divisible by. Right now, this was <laughs> you only... You knew it was a prime number. This was only a week ago, and I don't remember what yeah. it is right now. Is it the third? It May is the third, yeah. Okay, so it was May 3rd, so I do remember. Um, but definitely, I say, nobody remember anyone's birthday. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah, I only remembered your birthday because you said happy birthday to me, and I was like, well, fuck, now i got to remember his birthday. So I looked it up like on Facebook or something and made a point... To send you at a this point, vaguely bitter text. At this point in my life, <laughs> vaguely bitter text. Happy birthday, you You've prick. Sur- <laughs> You've survived another year, motherfucker. <laughs> Your next one won't be so lucky. At this point, I only get birthday messages from people I don't know on Facebook and MySpace. That's it. If you're the people on Facebook and MySpace get a thing that says it's my birthday or something like that and send me a birthday wish on Facebook or MySpace, you know, because we're public figures, you know, 20 people do that or something like that. Yeah, I took that thing off. I eliminated that feature. Yeah, none of those people know who I am uh, personally. They know who I am as a public figure. But nobody that I know remembers that it's my birthday. Yeah, but yeah. why can't people wish you birthday happy birthday as a public figure? Doesn't that kind of... No, yeah, they do, it, they do it to Martin Luther King when they take a day off <laughs> yeah, of work. Yeah, they did it to Stalin I and just, Mao. <laughs> I just don't want to stoop to Martin Luther King's level. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, good point. You know, just to kind of as a testament to... I mean, I know this is old news, and I, this is this is not anything anyone needs to say out loud, but I've already committed to doing it, so here it goes. <laughs> but just uh, as, a, as a testament to the, like, slump of MySpace... Uh, uh, I just remember, like, last year, you know, my birthday, easily the most active MySpace day of the year, you know, deluge of uh, well wishes from, you know, both 
you know, both fans of the program and from, you know, just people who saw your sexy picks. Yeah, people who yeah, people saw my sweet picks when I was at spring break. Um and yeah, and this year uh this year won a single MySpace birthday wish. So uh, I don't think either I... either I've been, I either last year I was a really unpleasant person or uh MySpace is dead. MySpace is not popular anymore. You know, here's this is something that I did today. This is something that I that is important to me to kind of get out there. I feel like I've been I've been making strides in my life. I got married. I uh, you know there I'm I'm I have a stable income. I have a a dog that I take care of and walk each day and clean up its poops. But uh, I failed colossally today. Today I was sitting here at you know eight eight or eight thirty in the morning when I woke up, um, and I was starting to download uh, calls so that I could screen calls for this week's show. And Teresa calls me from the living room, and she says, there's a bird on our air conditioner. Now, this is not unusual because the air conditioner sticks out of the window. You know, it's one of window unit. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's a pigeon on there, so I was not impressed. And she said, no, somebody's bird is on the... So I went out there, and it's like one of these, like, green finches. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't just a bum's pet pigeon. No, it was totally not. It, it wasn't just a pigeon that belonged to Mike Tyson or whatever. It was <laughs> Mike Tyson have pet pigeons? Yeah, that's his yeah. thing. Really? Yeah, it, like in New York, he's got like cages and cages of uh, he, pigeons. He learned to wow. box after a neighborhood b- bully killed one of his pigeons. Wow. I swear to God. So he, he didn't learn to box so much as he almost beat a guy to death. And someone was like, hey, <laughs> you should do that for money. <laughs> People would give you money to do that. Oh, man. So anyway, I, I, was, I went out there. I, took, I take a look at this bird, and it's like it's in a window that has an air conditioner in it, so I can't open it. But there's another window next to it, and there's a screen in it. I'm like, I thought this was maybe going to end with, like, Teresa's afraid of birds, so you put it in a napkin and flushed it down the door. <laughs> Jesse, come get this bird. Um, and, uh, so I'm like, Teresa, we can't, we can't deal with this bird right now. Like it's, it's non-intervention policy. Exactly. Like it's, it's someone else's deal. And then Teresa's like, this is somebody's pet. Like we have to, we have to catch it or something. So I'm like, okay. So I, I decide that I'm going to try and catch this bird. So I open up the window and take out the screen and we live on the fifth floor. So it's like pretty far. So I'm like leaning out the window and I'm trying to talk to this bird, right? I'm trying to talk this bird. The bird is really well what situated. Voice, what voice are you using? Come on, bird. Come on, bird. Come on, bird. Okay. Yeah, that usually works. And I, I tried some different That's whistles. weird. <laughs> See, the bird thought you were hitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> you should have uh, held up an egg from your fridge and said you had its baby kidnapped. <laughs> if you ever want to see your child again. <laughs> So, Teresa, I'm like, do you have any bird seed? And Teresa, Teresa goes into the kitchen like she's like, yeah, oh, I bought we, some bird we seed. We definitely <laughs> have some bird seed. And she just comes back with a handful of granola. Right. So I'm like, well, this is close to bird birds seed. Birds are stupid. Get, right. Yeah. And I put the bird seed out. I put the I put the granola on top of the air conditioner because the the far end of the air conditioner is too far for me to reach out the window next to the window the air conditioner's in and grab the bird. Like, I can reach about two-thirds of the way across the air conditioner if I kind of stick my whole body out the window. So the bird is at the very end, and our goal is to, is to, is to lure it back to our side of the, uh, of the air conditioner, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm singing it little songs, and, like, I got really invested in this fucking bird. And finally, it's coming up, it's coming up, and then I'm realizing, like, what am I going to do? Just, like, grab it? 
And I guess that's what you do. And I said to Teresa, should I get a bag or something or should I just grab it? And she says, just grab it. So I'm like, okay. So it's coming. And it finally, it jumps on my finger. I try and grab it and fucking flies across the, uh, uh, across the alley behind my apartment. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. I'm catching this fucking bird, right? And Teresa's like, are you going to try and catch it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try and catch it. So I go down all the way down to the bottom of our building. I jump a fence uh, to, to get into the neighbor's yard. I try some doors. They're locked. Okay, so I can't get into the neighbor's building. At this point, it's sitting on a fire escape in the building across the alley from us. At this point, this is the most physical activity you've done in some time. <laughs> so I cross around to the front of the building, and I wait. So you lay down, take a four-hour nap. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door and go and go up the stairs, and I try and catch the bird there. Bird fucking flies away again, goes to one, one fire escape higher. So I go back inside, I go back up, I, I go there, I try and grab it, it fucking flies away, and I'm a failure in life. I feel like I have, I, what is the point of continuing to live when I can't even catch a fucking bird? Man, I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, I don't know, maybe I just have my head in the clouds, but I was really thinking that story was going to end with you jumping and your uh, face ending up in a wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> yet, another, yet another way in which you're a failure. This is a real life Can't story. Can't even have an not exciting a... climax to a story. <laughs> not, the, not a Mentos commercial, Jordan. <laughs> also, when have you seen a Mentos commercial lately? Do they still have Mentos not. commercials? No, they, uh, they were taken off. Uh, they were taken off the market when uh, kids started using them to get high. <laughs> I thought Mentos had a resurgence true. when we found out you could put them in a bottle of Coke and make it explode. And only Diet Coke, I think. That was the problem. Is oh, that was no one buys Diet Coke. <laughs> no, it's gross. Tastes bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy Diet Coke. You'd be surprised how many Mentos I can eat, though. Would I? No, oh, absolutely. All right, say how many, and we'll see if I'm surprised. A hundred? All right. Yep. Yep. I'm su- wait, I'm well, surprised. in what amount of time? Just over the course of, like, a month? Over a lifetime? Well, I, all I'm saying is I have definitely eaten a hundred Mentos. In your life. Up to this point. Maybe, sure. Okay. okay fine. Less surprised, but still surprised. Yeah. But you already were surprised. You can't take that back. You can't rewind I'm the I'm pretty sure I can. There's a, an escrow on the uh, surprise, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Jesse, would you are you are you telling that story in order to set me up for a failure of a year? No, just, I'm, was I, I felt like that's what you were like. Why would you bring it up? You unless... better be successful now because it, things go downhill quickly. Age twenty seven, you think you're on top of the world. All of a sudden, age twenty eight, things start going wrong, and uh, you can't even catch a fucking little budgie bird, a little green bird. It's like yeah. seriously, like six inches, four inches with a blue tail. You, if you can't catch a green that bird with a blue tail. Catch. See, do you think this is like a portent for beginning of the end for you? I'm done. I'm toast. Gene, I've, I had my run. I was, the, I was the youngest nationally syndicated public radio host ever, and that was the apex. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. I thought maybe I could make my show better, do better work, uh, change the world in some way, uh, donate money to charity. You learned how to make peanut brittle. Exactly. At one point, I learned how to make peanut brittle, but that was on the way up. Yeah, um, that was on the way up. Yeah, you know what I did do? I made a real. I made two fancy milkshakes this week. Is that yeah, good? No, it's uh. One sounds was, like further evidence uh, as to you're in a slump. Yeah, I did that when I was 25. Oh, fuck. Yeah, sorry, man. We're over milkshakes. Shit. Well, sounds like you've just committed yourself to getting fat. There's only one choice. <laughs> Got to get on the roids.
<laughs> yeah, start juicing. Gene, you want to start juicing. You want to stick this syringe in my butt? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you have to ask, Jesse? <laughs> you just hand the man the syringe and flash your keister. He'll know what to do. Okay, well, we'll be back in a second on uh, my continuing failures on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm big time Gene O'Neill. Special guest this week on the program. Um... You know, guys, uh, one of the most popular segments, if not the most popular segment in the history of Jordan Jesse Go, and frankly, in the history of The Sound of Young America, where it hasn't been done in, in five years or so, is a little segment called Would You Rather. Here's how it works. Uh, we get Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, on the phone. He presents us with two choices um, and asks us which of them we would prefer. Um, if we have questions about those two choices, of course, we can ask Jim. He is the master of Would You Rather for a reason. And then once we have all cast our votes, uh, Jim will tell us whether we were right or wrong. Uh, so welcome back to Jordan Jesse Go. Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Jim. Good to be here. Excuse me. <laughs> Jim, 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 Jim. It's fine. He momentarily <laughs> forgot what sense does what. <laughs> yeah, right. I... It happens. It happens to the best of us. How are things up in uh, beautiful Santa Cruz, California, Jim? Oh, God, things are so good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, are yeah. you getting blown right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'm playing a lot of ping pong. I'm playing beach volleyball. I'm playing softball in two leagues. Wow. Uh, two softball two leagues. leagues? Jesus Christ, man. It is This is a Howard Hughes level am, of decadence. You're like Deion Sanders. <laughs> Jim is the Deion Sanders of leisure. <laughs> <laughs> Jim has I, I'm, to, I'm happy with that title. That's, Jim has good. to take a helicopter back and forth between his uh, recreational softball games. Yeah, and he has to oh, rap with man. MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jim, you got a Would You Rather for us this week? I do. You guys ready to rock? Okay, I'm, I'm yes. ready now. Yeah, I'm okay. good. Would you rather uh, be electrically shocked every time you use the letter R for the rest of your life or smell vaguely of trash for the next 10 years. Wow. Man, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of benefits on you. <laughs> yeah, usually uh, usually, usually, your would-you-rathers kind of you know, lean more toward the positive, but uh, yeah, really I'm, rough. I'm, I'm, this I'm is going one of those pick-your-poison ones, huh? Yeah. This is sort of like the Dark Knight well, would-you-rather. Where, where are the uh, electrodes hooked up? What, what part of the body? Where... What's it's, the locus it's like of a, current? It's like a full-body jolt. It's a full-body uh, jolt. It's not located in any specific reason. It's just a, uh, it's a whole full-body shock. Like, imagine being, like, uh, you know, uh, your whole body's overwhelmed by, by this, uh, you know, uh, this shock immersion, sort of. Would there be, if, with the electric shock, um, would there be long-term consequences um, or uh, possible uh, even short-term consequences, like it might cause irregular heartbeat or something like that? No, no, it's it's just uh it's just really uh sharp discomfort. Um but no, you know, no long-term health problems or you know, it it's it's not going to enable uh, other, you know, would-be problems. 
what if I'm like having a heart attack? Will saving saying the letter R like save? Will that be like a uh, what, what do they call those things? <laughs> De- defib- like defibrillator. Defibrillators, yeah. Is it, will that act as like a defibrillator? Yeah, that, that's that's a good uh, question, Gene, and that can't be predicted. That's that's just going to be. Can I rub uh, my, if I want to save someone's life? Can I rub my hands together and go like R and like <laughs> right on the chest and be a hero? Yeah, you, you you could you could try it, but it it, it may not. I thought work. you had it's, all the answers, not, Jim. Quick, you know. quick question: Let's say underground surgeons have brought me back to life by implanting <laughs> an artificial heart into my body. Uh, it needs an electric charge in order to operate to refill the battery. Now, Jesse, there aren't this is any just the plot <laughs> of Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jim, how strong is that vague trash smell? Like, is it strong enough that, um, is it strong enough that, uh, like, I, I, how close would somebody have to be to smell it? Well, it's vaguely, they right? Would, they'd, they'd have to be in your immediate vicinity. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's. It's it's kind of like when you when you you know when you get into your car and, and something smells funny and you don't really know where it's coming from and you're looking under things and you really can't pinpoint it. Uh, yeah, there's you know I, I'd say uh, uh, you know one one to, to two feet. You know if if there's a lot of wind going on, you know you could, you could stand upwind or, or downwind. You know and if somebody if somebody met me casually, would they just get the vague sense that something smelled like trash, or would they yes. get the sense that I smelled like trash? No, they, they, they wouldn't be sure where it was coming from until maybe the next time they met you or, or saw you again. They'd say, oh, wow, it, it, maybe it's this guy that it yeah. smells like trash. So or if, if you, like you're fucking them. If you smell like trash, there's no point in taking a shower anymore, right? Like, you can just give up at that point. Right. Well, I, I assume the shower doesn't well, get rid of the, the smell. The, the, the trash is smell is an additive effect. So, what does that you know, mean, Mister really, Science? You, know, you, you could smell bad and still, and, and also smell like trash, or you could smell, you know, or you could physically be clean, and to, you know, you, you're still going to smell like trash. To what extent could I cover it up with, uh, like, if I wore like a uh, cologne, like Dracar a, Noir, Dracar Noir, uh, Axe body spray. <laughs> 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 what was that? You know how you pronounce Dracar Noir? <laughs> Those long A's? Um, well, what... you, could, you, you could imagine, you know, uh, dr- dropping some cologne in, into, a, into a trash can <laughs> and smelling that. Um, what, okay, now what, what kind I of... I certainly what can. Kind of... I do every night. <laughs> But it's not of, that strong. It's not that strong. What kind of trash can are we talking? Is this like frat party trash can, or is this just like Chinese kitchen, food dumpster? Yeah, Chinese this kitchen is, garbage. What's something like, hey, you just ate at a Chinese <laughs> this restaurant. Kind of like a like a <laughs> city dumpster kind of old food. There's some dried mustard, maybe. Yeah. There's uh, you know, there, there's some decomposing newspapers and th- you know things like so that. So dogs are always going to be jumping on me, right? Yeah, that's what? pretty good. That's like a I, benefit. I'm, I'm having trouble hearing Gene in the background. <laughs> yeah, that is a benefit. Gene was just saying that, uh, he, Gene was just double checking that dogs would jump on him. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Dogs love trash. What if I'm like kind of, you know. A strong sense of smell, too. Uh, the sort of sexually masochistic, and, would, and I want to like maybe fool around with this R thing while I'm having an orgasm. Yeah. Does that, does that enhance? Um, well, it, it may in, enhance for, for you. I mean, it kind of depends. But, but not for you know. the lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it, yeah, if, if, if you're the type of person that enjoys pain, then that, then that may, then may be good. But most people don't enjoy pain. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're one of the rare uh, masochistic people, I guess. 
If you're, let me ask you this question, Jim. Can I use this power to? Does it project out of my? Like, does my body become electrified so that, like, let's say I got captured by a security guard in a mall. Oh, he's yeah. got me. He's got me, me by the shoulders, and then I could just go uh, rough, 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 and <laughs> I would do the dog noise. Yeah. Like, is okay. this is this something we can? Is this something we you, can focus to become some sort of electric base? Yeah, there, it feels like there's a superpower okay. in here. Okay, okay. The, you, you the, guys the are trash not, one does not have one. <laughs> you're not a, a, a superhero. This is, this Haven't is, you ever you know, heard of the trash man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a job. When I, was, when I was growing up in the ghetto, we considered him a superhero. <laughs> Uh, and his trusty psychic social worker. <laughs> oh man! This is wait, a wait, no, tough Jim. One. Jim, have, Jim hasn't answered. Is this something we can you, we can focus, we can train with, and yeah. make it into some sort of superpower? No, this is this is not something that that you can externally project and and use. You know, in in these potentially awesome ways. It's uh, you know, it's 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 something that you experience. And uh, is uh, a discomfort. Hmm. What if, but if I have like tapeworms or some like some sort of foreign body, like yeah, no, he's, it was, sure, yeah, that, done, right? that, yeah, that would that if it's inside your body, then that would get that would get jolted. Yeah, you know, you I know, barely so. use the letter R as it is, so <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'd go with that one. I yeah. know from watching Wheel of Fortune that R, S, T, L, and N are the most popular consonants. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. man. So I couldn't compete on that. So it would be pretty tough. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking around at what could I say with the letter R and what couldn't I say. Just different things on my walls. Yeah. It is not looking that good. Many um, things have the letter R. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you could... Oh, I have a question. Uh, what if I substituted a different sound, like an L for an R? Like, what? Yeah. What if I you used like a chop suey? Like if I used a chop suey accent, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I I like lighting in car." <laughs> Lie. I'm going to lie the layer load. Yeah. What about that? Would that? What, is it? Yeah, that works. Does the, if the word has an R, but I'm not pronouncing the R sound. No, no, it, no. It's it's just if you pronounce the R sound. So or you could use a W so you, too. I think. Oh, jeez. So, so you could get around it. Especially if I stuck my fingers at the corner of my yeah. eyes and pulled backwards. And had somebody hit a gong whenever you came into a room. <laughs> uh, you know, I think okay. I. Uh, Recently, there was a, a a bad smell in my office, and uh, you know nobody really knew where it was came uh, where it came from, including me. I was surprised, and then I think I figured out that it was my shoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what the hell was wrong? Why <laughs> <you're like, laughs> they were? I don't know. They're just, just an old pair of shoes. You just time to throw them away. The shoes that you were wearing. So the smell was yes. coming from you. Yes, though. it was. It was me. <laughs> Uh, and I was able to rectify it, but at no point did anybody ever... How long did this go on? A, it was like a week. <laughs> did anybody ever say, like... I even, like, I'm you know, like, hey, I think this is me. So, you know, like, with a bad smell in a room, like, if it's faint... Yeah, uh, but they probably all knew it was you, but everybody was too polite to say something. I had several people come over and smell me. <laughs> and nobody, like, nobody like, was... Yeah, like, definitely not you. Not and then you didn't see you. those people the rest of the week. Yeah. But but didn't they notice that when they left the room, it didn't smell anymore? Well, everyone knew that the room smelled. 
Okay, your room. Yeah. The thing I, is, is that once they multiple all, people in the once office. they left the room, they would you know take the rest of the day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a sick day. So I'm just saying, it seems like it's it's you know it's easy enough to pass off a bad smell as like something that's in the air unless it's like coming yeah. directly from your butt or something. So, yeah. so uh, is that your choice? Yeah, I think I'm going garbage, and because it's limited. I like that the fact that there's an end in sight. You're like, all right, only nine more years of garbage smell. Like, you could, like, have a countdown. It would even be kind of fun. Yeah, what about you, Gene? You got to pick like so a Like a Lent calendar. Well, let's say I'm ever caught up in the plot of a crank movie. Right. I think I want... I think I want the uh, elect the electricity thing. Have you ever electrocuted yourself? Uh, mildly, like on a uh, what do you call it? On a outlet or yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like you know, you accidentally plug in a fork instead of an outlet. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's happened to all of us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's not that bad. It isn't, but it does kind of make you feel weird afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I bet if you're also playing a concert and you're playing electric guitar, <laughs> man, you kill it. That would be really sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, so Gene, you're you're definitely going with firmly on the electrocution. I'm with Jordan here. I think there's two key considerations. One is that I just don't want to change my lifestyle forever. I'm 28 right now. I if if I'm stinky for 10 years, you know, I'm already married. Uh, sure, my my babies will know me as Old Daddy Stinky. Stinky Dad. Yeah. You guys realize you're always going to have to have another person in the room with you so that... Oh, yeah. Because so if, if it's I... you and, like, a, say, a girl or something, or one other person, like, what smells? You're going to be like, oh, I don't, you know, you want you need to have someone to point well, at. Well, here's the yeah, thing. God. I think what my approach would be to have babies soon and try and have maybe three kids, one every three years over the course of the next ten years, and then I can always have a baby whose diaper I can blame it on. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but you smell like trash. You don't smell like baby diaper. Eh, Those are distinct smells. I don't know. People have indistinct senses of smell. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And I probably use Glade plugins. That's, and you barely leave the house it is, as it is. So. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. If I'm not trying to catch a I bird, mean, you're it's basi- unlikely you're basically that I'm, a hermit. Yeah. It's <laughs> unlikely that I'm leaving the house. I mean, sure, if I see something green and uh, fluttery on my air conditioner, I'll head out the window and see what I can do. But as a general rule, I'm going to go with 10 years of vague uh, garbage smell. Now, of course, our friend Ooh. Jim Rayal is the master of Would You Rather. <sighs> And as the master of Would You Rather, he knows the correct answer to this question. So, Jim, spit it out. What is it? Well, uh, Gene is the correct guesser. Oh, oh my God! Oh, this is like the first. Oh, this is man. the first time I've ever gotten this right. I always feel like I always thought Jim just like picks the opposite of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's a there's a couple reasons why you're Gene. Uh, uh, I bet there's more than that, but let's hear them. <laughs> well, there's there's a there's a couple. Gene's reasons. confidence has grown immeasurably. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm still 27 after seconds. all. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, you're 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 human, and you can you can adapt. Uh, th- this is this is something that you could adapt your lifestyle to, and the the uh, smelling like trash is kind of risky because you could uh, you could potentially destroy a lot of uh, personal relationships uh, that you currently have or ones that you may not uh, you know have, have yet you know could could you imagine well all of uh, Jesse and Jordan's personal relationships are beyond salvaging yeah. <laughs> from my understanding yeah, i've done so. a pretty good job of fucking those up <laughs> And <laughs> and I smelled fine, thank you very much. And, and you already smell like trash, Jordan. Oh yeah. Uh, so Gene, way to go. Thank you, Jim. Chosen wisely. Oh, fuck me in the balls. 
Jiminy Christmas. Well, you can't win them yeah, all, huh? This is an awful day. <laughs> <laughs> a bad day this first day. Oh, man, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> first that bird gets away. Now I fuck this one up. What else could go wrong? Man, first I get the answer to would you rather write. Yeah, geez, Who knows ladies. what the rest of the day holds for <laughs> yeah. you. Maybe I'd go, win by, a I'd go buy a lottery game. ticket. I'm on my way. Okay. Later, suckers. Well, Jim, thank you so much uh, <laughs> for helping us with that game of would you rather. It was, it was, it was great, as always, to have you on the show. Anytime, guys. I'm going to go run and uh, jump out of this helicopter and land on the baseball diamond. So. <laughs> Bye, Jim. We'll See back. you guys later. We'll be back Bye. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Gene, you remember the best part of uh, public radio, right? Nope. It's pledge drives. Pledge drive? Yeah. Oh, I see what's going on here. We're auctioning you off. I'm only here because it's Pledge Week. I thought I was here. I thought this was like a how do you do. But no, I'm, no. I'm basically the lesbian kiss. Exactly. You are, yeah, this is sweeps, Gene, so we're bringing out the big guns. This is the yeah. stunt, stunt casting. You're the most popular man in show business. Why did you think we would bring you in here? This is like when you Ted are, Danson came on Frasier. You guys are just, <laughs> you guys are just using me. Because yeah. you know my dad listens and he's going to buy all the products that you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> like that one time when you were like, oh, whenever I rent a car, I make sure it's a Kia. And then the next day, my dad rented a Kia. He already has it his own car. Into a tree. <laughs> uh, you blame me for the Rondo incident, huh? <laughs> I do. Um, it is, Jordan, it's pledge drive time right now. Yeah. It is pledge drive time. We So far, we've just this morning, as we record this, broken our 300th pledge That's for great. the pledge drive. Oh, uh, and I there's been some confusion. I just think this is something we sh- should clear up right okay. now. Okay. So when you say someone is part of Jordan's Platinum Angels... There are different pledge levels. You can give $2 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. And if you give $100 a month, that makes you one of Jordan's Platinum Angels. If you give $200 a month, that makes you one of Jesse's Golden Eagles. Why? What what was the confusion? Oh, no. I just... $100 a month, and you're one of Jordan's Platinum Angels. I got an email. I had been bandying about the term Jordan's Platinum Angel... Uh, in reference to all the people who personally mailed me a check for $7. Right. Uh, and I, you're mistaken. I mean, at the end of the day, what Jordan's Platinum Angels are, are people who give $100 a month. Rebecca is the first Jordan's Platinum Angel. Yeah, it's only one in existence. Very rare. So Very far. Rare. So far. Um, anyways, uh, a nice listener named Heather, who does the Sound of Tomorrow podcast, uh wanted her friend Ross to be one of Jordan's Platinum Angels. Uh, and he says, can I mail you a check for $7? And I said, hey, just throw it in the maximum fun bucket and we'll call it even. But then I realized that you have since co-opted that term. Uh, so I'm sorry. Reappropriated, yeah. Sure. I'm sorry, Ross. Made an homage to. Dynamified. Uh, I don't think you're officially one of Jordan's Platinum Angels, but uh Can he be one my... of Jordan, Jordan's Brass Angels? Can Jordan's Brass Angels be people who send $7 to Jordan? He can be... He can be one of uh, Jordan's Gene's tin parakeets. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jordan's special helper? Jordan's special helper. That's, that's good. There you go. It helps me, uh, helps me collect all the pencils after art time. Okay. So we've had 300 people have donated so mm-hmm. far. Um, and uh, so far, what this has meant for us is that I was able to offer, and we'll see... 
uh, an extra day of work to uh, our editor Nick in Chicago. God bless his little heart. Um, which is, you know, it, that's your donation money at work, and there will be new stuff on the Sound of Young America because uh, Nick can work an extra day. Our ultimate dream goal: five hundred new donors. And when you give, you get all these different thank you gifts. Now, as I understand it, Jordan, you're interested in offering a special thank you gift. This yeah, week. yeah. I mean, kind of all your all your well wishers have been so nice about donating pledge this is premiums only for, for Jordan Jesse Go listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. None of the none of you coil and sharp hangers on are gonna get uh, <laughs> are gonna get any piece of this action. Um, no, if uh, Jesse, as as I understand it, you have a you know. Cornucopia of fantastic gifts ready for people who donate. Yeah, anybody who gives $10 a month or more gets a gift in addition to their special limited edition T-shirt. So Go you ahead. get the T-shirt and another gift. If you want one of your gifts, right now, I am willing to part with five signed 8x10s of myself. Now, these are 8x10s of you. Of me. These are not 8x10s of, you know, whatever. This isn't a car ad I've ripped out of a magazine. Now, this is a sacrifice for you because you would otherwise be using these 8x10s, what, to try and get a discount on your dry cleaning? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> try to, and get uh, a sandwich named let, after yourself Yeah, to let the Italian deli. place know that they have great pasta. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um... Hey, remember that Seinfeld where he writes, there's nothing finer than being in your diner and then wants it back? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would, you know, I, I, you know, I use these for my, you know, for my uh, auditioning and things like that. So, you know, they are, they're valuable to me. Um, uh, but I'm willing to part with them and I will sign them with the personalized message of your choice. Wow, of your choice. So if you want me to sign it to, you know, one of your your kids or, you know, to your company. What if what if they make you say, will you marry me? I mean, I'm not actually prepared to marry anyone. I mean, I'm not ruling it well, out. Well, you'd be asking them if they record on the, I, I'll on write the picture. It on, no, I'll write it on a picture. I'll write, will you when marry you me? When you sign it, it makes it a contract. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's yeah. the definition double. of a contract. Is that a double Something bind? That you signed. Okay, here's here's I here's I believe the, that's here's a the caveat. I'll, oh, that's a Really? Yeah, I'll sign the picture, choice. but don't make me do Pretty anything sure I don't want to do. Is that Schrodinger's cat? Oh yeah, you're right. It is Schrodinger's cat. Okay, go ahead, Jordan. The Island of the Blue Dolphin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Round the Great Horn so, Spoon. So try to get Jordan to do something he otherwise wouldn't want no, to do if you want to get the get most me. out of your don't pledge. get me to do that that's just it. i'll write anything just don't make me do something i don't want to do okay there, boom. so this is the problem solved we've given you this is our 99th jordan jesse go episode ever since this was called untitled thorn morris project yeah this is episode 99 of jordan jesse go that's roughly 125 150 hours of entertainment that we have given you and what we ask in return is Money. Money. Cash for money. For that. American for that. Uh, all you have to do to donate is go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Let's just say you don't want to look at Jordan's face all the time, so you don't want one of those autographed pictures. Let's say Jesse's your favorite, or Gene. Um, and we're, of course, not offering uh, autographed pictures because we're not actual show business celebrities. No, but it's nice to kind of throw that option in there like <laughs> yeah. the thing. I guess we could take digital pictures of you guys and email Well, I can sign a picture of Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's face. Yeah. Okay. yeah, sure. And I will write anything on there. Hey, Jesse, would you make uh, Coco put a little dog print on a picture? Yes, I would, would make you dip Coco. Her I would dip it in, in ink. Possibly, what would we use? Poster paint? 
So it'd have to be. I just like a stamp. It's just an ink stamp, right? You have oh, a... like an ink pad. Yeah. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I would do that. Oh and man, what a Hollywood it. dog! You can yeah. rubber stamp his signature. Um, and uh, you know, if you don't like that stuff, we got books, we got video games, we got CDs, we got this. I'm looking over here at the pile. There's uh, Mitch Hedberg's new CD. There's the Hold Steady Performance DVD. You saw the Hold Steady, and they were amazing, right? Man, yeah, I've uh, yeah, I've seen them twice, and uh, there's there's no more rockin' band we, in the world of rock music. We got this book that's compiled uh, completely of uh, weird emails that people have gotten from their moms, um, called Love Mom. There's this book called Mr. America that's about the like one of the first uh, like the 98 pound weakling guy. Like the guy who said, are you a 98-pound weakling? Use this system to buff up. Mm. That book was highly reviewed by the Onion AV Club. Oh, yeah, no, very. I think it got an A. It straight, did get an A. Uh, which is very rare in the Onion AV Club to get a, a straight ahead. I mean, an A- minus or a B plus, maybe. I, I think the Onion AV Club is like basically, like critically, in terms of judgment, yeah. Yeah, there's no one else you should. There's no one else you need yeah, to check. Yeah, you can on. always take their word for it. Uh, this great book, Bad Cop. The author was just on the Sound of Young America. He was oh. became a police officer after September 11th and discovered he was really bad at it. Um, there's all kinds of amazing, awesome stuff. There's a huge list at the website, but just go to maximumfund.org/donate uh, to donate. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Yep. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Ah, oh, it's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles, huh? It sure is. Okay, guys. Yeah. Uh, similar to the things I overheard okay. cat- segment, I have uh, things I oversaw. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number one, construction of the pyramids at Giza. Yeah. <laughs> an Egyptian slave driver. Yeah. All right, so... There's a few of these uh, smattered around L.A., but on my way to work, there's a billboard that shows this guy pushing, and he's in, you know, uh, runner gear, pushing a wheelchair. You're talking about short pants? Yeah, the shorts with a number on them and, like, that funny little small, like, hat that so they wear. So he's, like, mid, mid-marathon mid or 2K or something. Yeah. Quick question. Is he wearing technical clothing? Does the fabric look like it's wicking at all? <laughs> I don't know what anything you just said. Is it wick? Does it look like a wicking? What is wicking? <laughs> Does it wick? Is it wicking? Wicked. Have sure. you seen wicked, Gene? <laughs> it's wicking. Gene, we're it's trying furiously to... wicking. Where is Kristen Chenoweth? How does she fit into this? Oh, God. You guys have already lost me on my own segment. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, and the guy's not just running. He's pushing a wheelchair, and it says on the billboard... There's a person in the wheelchair. There's right? a person in the wheelchair... And it says, Dad's been behind him for 65 marathons. This is a this is a pair of people. It's a right? pair of people. It's a father and son who run marathons together, but the, the son's in a wheelchair. Yeah, I suppose. And like This is meant to be like an inspiration, just a general inspiration. It's like a PSA, right? It's not advertising anything. Yeah, possibly, possibly funded, by, I think, maybe by the Mormon Church. I want to say it's funded by the LDS. Okay, I mean, forgetting how mind-boggling it is to run one marathon, let alone 65, but then he, the guy's also pushing a wheelchair. Now, here's my question. Like, the kid that's in the wheelchair, like, 
does he get credit for running the marathon? Like, for doing the marathon? Like, does he think like, I guess he's... technically if the dad won the marathon, the kid would <laughs> win the marathon. No, but, like, our people afterwards were like, hey, congratulations on... Wouldn't this suck if the dad, if they entered the marathon, the dad won the marathon, but because the kid is in front of the dad because the dad is pushing the kid. <laughs> the kid the That's kid what I was saying. Wins, <laughs> and he gets the medal. Or like maybe he like at the end he pushes his kid and just lets go. Oh, imagine can... how if Jackie Joyner Kersey had had a disabled child. If Flojo had had a disabled child, imagine how many gold medals they would have won. The first disabled young person to win a gold medal in the Olympics. That's what it would have been. All right, I imagined it. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Right, here's a, okay, another question. Um, okay. But, like, I mean, okay, if you're in a wheelchair, there's people who actually do the marathon in a wheelchair by themselves. Like, they actually use their hands to sure. power it, and that's that's amazing. But, like, for the kid who's just sitting there being pushed, well, doesn't that mean, like, his entire life that he's been in the wheelchair, he's been in a marathon? Yeah, I mean, 65 he's just, marathons, yeah. I don't think... No, but I mean, even when he's not in an actual marathon, if... It's like the criteria for the dad is that he has to actually run for four hours. Time straight. The kid is doing something he would have normally been doing do you think anyway. That da- <laughs> do you think that the kid elected to have this lifestyle? Do you think the kid was was at home playing video games, you know, with a stick attached to his nose? Or I don't remember know how paralyzed this. No, kid I'm is. not saying that. Obviously, this is delicate ground. Okay, I, so whatever, whatever to whatever extent this kid is disabled, he's enjoying his favorite activity. Okay, and I'm going to presume he has speech. I don't know a lot about this kid. I've only uh, over. I've I've only, only seen a blur. I've of only him. <laughs> oversaw a picture of him in my wife's Runner's World magazine. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to presume that this kid can has the power of speech, and uh, he looks at his dad and he says, "I'm sick and tired of reading this book, playing these video games, doing all these various different things that people in wheelchairs could do." I wish I was bumping along a road for 26 and a half miles <laughs> with no power to control what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, do you think he enjoys these? It doesn't well, seem like you know, something that would be enjoyable. It's one of these things, it's like when, you know, when you're, you know, kind of when you're 8 to 10, 8 to 11, you just love doing stuff with your dad, uh-huh. you know, going with dad to work. No, this kid looks kind of like almost approaching adulthood. I think, I think he's a teenager. I think that's the thing. Like, I think the problem is that during the first marathons, it was during that period that Jordan was sure. describing, and it was like getting invited to go to work with Dad, and it's cool. Like, you get to, you know, you get to use a rubber stamp on some envelopes, sure. and you write on the underside of Dad's desk, and he gets angry at you or whatever, okay? So that's great. And you put on his shoes, and it makes you look like you have giant feet. Exactly. Then <laughs> you sleep with your dad's secretary. <laughs> Then you get to around 14 or 15, and all of a sudden, it doesn't seem that neat to run in a in a marathon with Dad. Dad's still pushing it, though. He won't let go. Right. And how long does it take to run a marathon? Even if you're, like, the fastest marathon runner, what's minimum it takes to run a marathon? It's, like, what, three, three or four hours? Three hours. You're looking at three hours. So anyway. the guy pushing it, it's, like, what are we looking at? Six hours, maybe? Yeah, five hours, six so hours. So ju- it's just sitting there for six hours, like, I can't even watch like a movie for three hours. Yeah, you know, like I can't passively receive stimuli while sitting <laughs> on the couch for three hours like that. Like, but then I wonder. I, just I'm watching sure the backs of people if running. If this is sixty-five marathons, at some point there is there nothing was, to do in that house. At some point, there was a conversation where the kid asked if he could bring a magazine or a Game Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the worst day in the history of that household. There was a blow up. You know, sometime at you it's know like, marathon no, fifty-two. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you can't play a Game Boy while you're doing the marathon. And you know, and here's the thing, is that uh, my dad was a marathon runner for a while, and there's one marathon a year per city, you know. Right. And then if you want to run more, you have to travel. You have to move to that city. <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> achieve residence in the city. And so, you know, he would That's fly. That's why your dad was never consistently part of your family, right? <laughs> right, he's flying. He's always he's moving around. The marathon. Yeah. It's like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if, if this kid has done 65 marathons, like, he probably has to go to Boston or Chicago with, with, uh, So that's like his life, basically, is he's just following marathons. He's just a marathon ornament. Do you think they're raising money for something? They must be raising money for something, right? Mm. Maybe the plan, maybe the I think deal the dad is, is bragging. they'll raise money for something, but then the kid is like, okay, but what we're raising money for is... A 3DO. I want a 3DO. I get all the money. Because <laughs> it's so it's expensive. It's 1993. <laughs> I'm presuming that this kid had a similar childhood to my childhood. We and really the best thing you He wants a Neo a Geo. <laughs> yeah, Neo Geo. Exactly. That's what he's saving up for. He wants to get the Virtual Boy goggles. Kid's a, kid's a King of Fighters completist. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not going to donate to Jordan Jesse Go, at least... At least buy at least a wheelchair-bound kid a 3DO. A 3DO. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't have to keep doing these marathons Bare with the same minimum magazine. minimum, a Philips CD Interactive so he can play Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Bare <laughs> minimum. Sure. Don't just get him the educational titles. Hey, get him some entertainment he titles He wants as to well. play all the Zelda games, even the cutty ones not made by Nintendo. Exactly. So he's going to need a CDI. You can buy them at Blockbuster. <laughs> There's an infomercial for them. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that was fun, huh? We'll be back in just a second. Andre. Oh, wait, let me see if I can remember any 3DO games. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out for it. Okay. Uh, Total Eclipse. Okay. Might have came with it. What about In the Hunt? That <sighs> submarine <know>. game. <laughs> You're thinking of Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. For 3DO. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Where you get to be her and choose roles. Oh, shoot, they had a couple Mortal Kombat. Hey, Gene, was I'm that, done. That's all the three. Remember, games in I can the, remember. was it the, maybe the 1990 uh, National League playoffs? Glenn Braggs broke a bat swinging it, like he hit it on the back of his his on his back during his follow through and broke it in half. Oh, like this might be a Braggs. little too baseball obscure for me. What should I do? I remember when should Bo- I go with basketball. Oh. Uh, sure. Remember uh, Sharunas Marshallonis? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just... <laughs> did he do? Did he break something on his head or back? <laughs> he was just cool. I always uh... liked him. Lithuanian guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Remember when Bo Jackson broke the helmet on his head after yeah, a strikeout? That was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse indulgences. Go. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart, and Jordan Morris, boy detective, big time Gene O'Neill. Oh, great to have you here, Gene. It's great to be here, guys. Thanks, Gene. You're welcome. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We got I see I spent my entire morning screening Jordan Jesse Go calls. We had uh, in the Jordan Jesse Go inbox uh, more than 150 calls. Um, I saved some for next week in case we don't have any next week. I deleted a whole bunch of good ones just because, you know, there's only so many we can listen to. So this is the creme de la creme. Absolutely. Um, we're going to start with, we're going to saving momentous occasions for later. Just a few calls, folks with issues that need us to help them out with them. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Robert from St. Paul calling with a momentous occasion. 
Last Sunday, the morning after my senior prom, I watched my best friend and my prom date slash love interest uh, do some heavy petting as I was trying to sleep on the floor. Earlier in the night, she had said that she had no interest in him and there was nothing going on between them. But today I found out that they've been hooking up for the past two weeks. Any advice? Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, I'm going to start with this. Yeah. I think she was so I guess, lying. I before. guess saying bros before hoes would be a little empty. Yeah. Right now, that would be a little bit of a. <laughs> that wouldn't be. I don't think that's the kind of advice he's looking for. He's I looking know. for more of a patient, thoughtful type oh, of yeah. advice. I was hoping to just say that and check out. But, uh, <laughs> looks like I'll have to I, put on the surgical <laughs> gloves. I would continue to keep putting myself in that situation and pretending you're sleeping so you get to watch. <laughs> yeah, dude, awesome. <laughs> See if they go first. Okay, that's, save, that's, <laughs> that's really callous advice. Yeah, save up some of that hate for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can explode at an inappropriate time. If you need a burst of power after you've weakened, like around age 28, you can use it then. Remember in the movie Minority Report when that guy, like, he leaves and uh, so th- and then his wife is going to, like, have a an affair, you know, and then he comes back and he was like, I never could see without my glasses. And then like he stabs her to death with scissors or he tries to, but then Tom Cruise saves the day. Uh-huh. Yes. That was the man. I feel like... Minority Report was great. <laughs> that was my point. The Minority Report was an awesome movie. Yeah, where's, my, where's Minority Report 2? I think that's what we're all, what we all are wondering. That was what the phone call was about, right? Okay, can we seriously answer this question? I guess it wraps up pretty question. nicely, but... Yeah, uh, too bad. Okay, can we prequel? please... Excuse yeah, me, guys. Yeah, prequel. There's a teenager who needs help here. If we're not here to guide teenagers, what are we here for? What would for? you rather see, the Minority Report prequel or the Jurassic Park prequel? Uh, isn't there a way they... They're pretty much the same movie, right? Wait, what's the prequel to Jurassic Park? Just a guy trying to invent dinosaurs? (laughs) All the the science. Yes, yeah. The the tedious lab work. The finding of the island, deciding which island is going to be Jurassic Park. How that old guy makes that cane with the, like... Yeah. (laughs) With the amber. Jesse, there's there's an island full of dinosaurs. Of course there were mishaps and adventures before Jeff Goldblum and his cronies got there. Or maybe the movie's about Jeff Goldblum and how he got <laughs> oh, to that yeah. point. About his math career. <laughs> it's about how Jeff Goldblum gathered all those odd affectations. <laughs> yeah. And those black clothes. So this is what I think. What, what do you guys think about this poor kid? His, his, his sweetheart... That he went just went to the prom with. He wakes up the next morning, and his sweetheart and his best friend are making out in their like prom room, hotel room. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's just awful. It's just an awful <laughs> shitty thing to happen, man. I uh, it's really horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I think just uh, I uh, think I think he's gonna come out the winner on this one like ten years down the road. I know that's like no consolation yeah, to a teenager because a teenager's so life is right now, you right? Know? But Teenagers think they're immortal, am I right? Mm-hmm. That's why they, they're and always they think they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they have to show old dad how to hook up his email. Uh, All right. I mean, because here's what's probably going to happen. Those guys are probably going to get married. Sure. Right. Because your love interest got pregnant. Right. And they're going to have, and then that guy's got to get a job. Did you see whether the guy was wearing a condom? Because if not, are you asking I'm me? asking the guy. No, he said heavy petting, Jesse. He didn't say yeah, heavy petting. Okay. He didn't say he watched them fuck. So they're probably not pregnant yet. So he should trick them. I don't know. They probably are. Yeah. yeah, try to... Well, I don't know if that's good advice either. Here's what I... Here's, Unless you get to watch. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. It uh, People do really dumb stuff when they're 18-year-old dudes. 
sure. uh, and ladies, and they're ruled by their uh, crazy wanting to do it. You, they do even dumber stuff than they do when they're grown-ups who do similarly dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a horrible thing, and you have every right to be just crazy pissed at them and everything. And uh, here's hoping that if they ever get it together to apologize to you uh, sincerely and uh, whatever, that you can uh, uh, find it in your heart to forgive I don't. Them. I don't support that advice at no, all. No, really? I have a, okay, <laughs> you can go with Jesse's advice on that. I have separate advice. Okay. I say you internalize this and uh-huh. you... Like you just have some real crazy. You bottle it up like you, diet you, coke and drop yeah, a few no, mentos bottle, in there. You bottle yeah. this up. You you know you picture yourself like murdering them, like real crazy stuff that you wouldn't tell people about. And then like, but you don't don't act on those feelings. Do not <laughs> act on those feelings. Yes. Just you sublimate them, and then one day you'll turn it into some beautiful art. Yeah. Oh. So Hopefully a screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> Jordan, what do you think? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what? Okay, you have the right to be a dick about this. Absolutely, you have mm-hmm. you have oh, constitutional that's another, right that's to be a dick benefit, about it. Yeah. But I'm gonna say, don't be a dick about it because you'll feel better. You know, I, I know that's tough to say. Like, hey, in a couple of years, you'll you know you'll feel like you took the high road. And I know that's a shitty thing oh, to say, and that's uh... here's I, the thing: I, take the fake high road. Absolutely, take the fake high road. So you're saying fake the high road? Fake, like, yeah. Like Are you? Be, is that what you're saying, Jordan? Fake the high road? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know to what level you want to be pissed, but yeah, you know. I just yeah, no. Be like, a, be you know what I say you should do? What? Bake the high road. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man, you don't need an excuse to smoke weed. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. be ex- uh, be exceedingly nice to them. Act like nothing ever happened. Act Jesus like you Christ, act like you didn't dude. see it. Actually, and then you should tell this girl like all your dump your feelings on this girl. Make her feel horrible. Be like, oh, you're the one for me. And then and tell your friend like you are the best friend like I've ever oh, had. Yeah, you man like what a guy. And get him a get get them both gifts. <laughs> like, you know what? I I might be gotta force something like that. I mean, I'm for not like if make them tell you. Okay, remember like, the Seinfeld episode kind of going to the Hamptons oh, yeah. when George's in-laws, they know he's lying. They make him they <laughs> make him knows, ride the lie out. And he knows they know. That's what you do is you you make them take this lie that all the way to the Hamptons. Fun. Yeah. I don't think anyone has ever made a life decision based on the going to the Hamptons episode of the Seinfeld that worked out. Well, I've made several based on other Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> I feel like more people have ruined their lives with the inspiration of the going to the Hamptons episode of Seinfeld. Do you remember, I remember one time a friend of ours when we were in college <laughs> had gone on like one date with a really cute girl or two dates maybe and they had gone pretty well in his in his estimation and he had like called her and she didn't call him back and you know she was trying to dump him without like calling him and dumping him but he decided that inspired by the going to the Hamptons episode of Seinfeld he would pretend like she had never broken up with him until she broke up with him. <laughs> no, but that's different because she was Nothing trying to be nice about it. She was trying to be nice Nothing about it. Yeah, she didn't deserve that. These guys yeah. are assholes. Fuck them. I I say take this all the way. <laughs> um, oh shit, I had a I had a great point. I feel yeah, like whatever, our I feel over. like our advice is all over. I, oh my, yeah, you know here's here's well, we don't some, have to just, unify. Here's some just kind of general advice. Uh, and and I I think maybe have brought this up when this friend of ours you know uh, did this in college was that and something I think it's important for you know a young man to know 
is that you know that those complaints that you want to make about girls being hard to figure out or duplicitous or whatever it's like when you're you know when you're 16 girls seem impossible to figure out and they seem like you know they're talking out of one side of their mouth and you know but like that i don't know that it basically it makes you look like a jerk when you voice those concerns uh just have a chick positive attitude you know chick nothing is attitude. more if you would like to parlay this bad experience into perhaps another chick encounter uh just maintain that chick positive attitude. No, see, I think that works in the Dan example. Yeah, have a chick positive attitude. A girl is trying to nicely say, <laughs> "I'm not the, interested." You mean yes. the example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say the Dan example, oh, I meant you the mean st- the example of the friend whose name <laughs> we didn't use. Right. Dan was the, uh, the you know sub <laughs> name. name, pseudonym, pseudonym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, John. <laughs> um, anyway, but no, no, but these people totally, absolutely deserve the to full this. brunt of your malice. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if I met you and I had never heard this story before and you told me this, well, maybe I'm a bad example because I'm a guy. Of course, I'm going to appreciate it. Can I make this. a, can I make a bedrock suggestion? Don't try and get back to, together with this girl. Well, obviously. Right? That yeah. may seem obvious, but it's not obvious to a teenager. No, that's true. Teenagers think they know everything. They think they're immortal. Yeah. They think they know how to set up my email, but they don't. I invited the neighbor kid over, and he fucked it up. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just want my name at Juno.com. How hard is that? Uh, well, you know where I, I think we did a good I, job you know, on this yeah. one. Yeah. We really gave him a lot of really clear, valuable guidance, and uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Oh, it's time for a very special portion of the program, guys. Momentous occasions. Yeah, let's uh, get it over with. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. This is Marissa calling with a momentous occasion. I just got asked to prom on Twitter. Um, so clearly I am from the future and deserve a Today Show story written about me. Thanks, <laughs> Internet. Asked to prom on Twitter. Yeah. You gotta say no to somebody who asks you to prom on Twitter, right? I don't know. How handsome yeah, is that's he? What the, that's how the kids interact these days. I don't think kids like Twitter. I mean, wait, I guess we don't know how old this girl is. Yeah, she's like 26. Well, she's going to she prom, be, yeah. right? Well, well I was gonna say, 26. you can get asked to prom if you're a weird 30 Jordan went to prom several times as a weird Oh, yeah, like yeah. way, way after he graduated, Jordan was still going to prom. Yeah, king of prom. Um, but, are you going this year? I don't know. It just seems so fake. Everybody's so phony this year. <laughs> no one's asked him yet. <laughs> yes. If anybody needs a prom date. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Nick from Seattle. Um, I was making out with my girlfriend earlier. Yeah. And it started to get a little freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And I looked down at the T-shirt I was wearing and realized that I had just become the first person to get a BJ wearing my Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt. Clap, 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 clap. He's discovered their secret power. Yeah, yep. So it's uh, so everybody else there, who, everybody else out there who bought one, it's uh, just a matter of finding just out how to unlock that power. Just sit back and watch the BJ's roll <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. All you gotta like... do is put on your shirt, take off your pants, and head out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Fully erect. Oh, but you know, okay, but, uh, uh, you know. Okay. Uh... Perhaps we're you being... have a Jordan Jesse Go shirt. <laughs> Perhaps we're being a little phallocentric. 
I imagine maybe there's a lady out there who, you know, modesty has forbidden her to call in, but I feel like the Jordan Jesse Go would attract cunnilingus as, yeah. you know, in addition to. Primarily. Sure. Nerd cunnilingus, specifically. Nerdilingus, yes. <laughs> yes. Jordan, hey, Jesse. Holy shit, all right? I'm running about 20 feet behind this dude. He's, uh, he's on a bike. Uh, he's having it pulled by about six dogs. He's got him a uh, harness to the bike. So he's pulling him. He's got this, uh, this little tent thing that he's dragging. I, I got some pictures of it. And I put him up to the floor, all right? I uh, love the show. Bye. He was polite, too. What? I don't understand what was going he on. Was he was running down the street behind a guy. a guy. A guy was being pulled by a team of dogs on his bike, and he was also pulling a tent-type thing. Was he and the so Iditarod? Our listener chased down the street <laughs> while calling us, and then he was polite about it and took pictures that he offered to put on the forum. That is a class-act listener. I don't know. I mean, in this case, the guy was okay with it, but I don't think we can condone listeners pursuing people for the purpose of, like, getting something Jordan, on the show. do you think that this guy who rides a bicycle that's pulled by a team of dogs is used is not used to being pursued by people? No, I'm just saying, like, in this case, it was fine. But like, <laughs> Yeah, he's always getting chased. It's a slippery slope. I don't know. I say pursue whoever you want. Yeah, I don't think All you should right. run and talk on a cell phone at the same time. When you get sued, Neo send us the, the bill. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Audrey and Nick from Portland, Oregon. We're calling in with a momentous occasion. We're at the Noble Rot right now in Portland, Oregon, having dinner with you. And you're eating dinner with two finks, and you won't say anything. Goal! The finks got me, Jordan. What? You didn't know about this? When we were oh, in right, Portland, yeah. I, we were I, I'm Portland. just putting the pieces of this puzzle together. We were in Portland, Oregon. Okay, number Gene, I'm going to bring you on board with this. Yeah, you really got to elucidate me here. <laughs> there are certain people in Portland, Oregon, who have been listening to Jordan Jesse go telling my sister-in-law things I say on Jordan Jesse Go, and then my sister-in-law then tells my wife about stuff that I say on Jordan Jesse Go. Your wife and, doesn't listen to the show? No, of course not. <laughs> they, the show's boring, Gene. <laughs> um, these people are essentially, if I might boil it down to a single word, thinking on me because they are finks and it turns out i had my birthday while we were on tour with the monsters of podcasting in the pacific northwest my sister-in-law and my father-in-law both of whom are immensely uh, kind and generous people hosted a birthday dinner for me in portland now who do i think is coming to my birthday dinner of course i think i'm going to be there uh, my family members are going to be there. A couple of close friends of my family who happen to live in Portland are going to be there. Of course, my friends, the Monsters of Podcasting, yeah. uh, Jordan, Scott, Merlin, and Sandwich are going to be there. Who else turns out to be there? Finks! Finks were there! That's who was there! Yeah, I mean, I can so, see how you feel a little jilted. <laughs> Look, it was my birthday. I wasn't going to start a fight in a restaurant on my birthday. I'm not yeah. big-time Gene O'Neill. That's when you can get away with it, though. Yeah, if you're like, oh, it's birthday. <laughs> You'd be like, it's my birthday! And they're like, oh, okay. Okay, let's, let's just go yeah. to the next one. There's nothing good can come of this. I'm starting to freak out. 
Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Doug from Canada and the Forum. I'm just calling to give a momentous occasion. I just donated to the Maximum Fund Drive at the level of Jesse's Golden Eagles. Um, and I'd like to remind listeners that we need to care about protecting the things that we care about, uh, which is Maximum Fund and having Maximum Fund. Thank you. <laughs> Yep. Clap, 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 clap. This guy's at Jesse's Golden Eagles. That <laughs> yeah. means 200 bucks a month. He gets free admission to MaxFunCon next year. Uh, he is a true hero of MaximumFun.org. And I'll tell you what, if Doug from Canada, that gentle, kind spirit mm-hmm. who just called in to let us know about this, can give up $200 a month, then I bet you can give up 5 or 10 Right? Yes. Five, ten, twenty. You can't. I don't know. Doug from Canada sets a pretty high bar. Well, yeah, they've got socialized healthcare up there, so he's got a little money to burn. He's got a few extra loonies hanging around. Yeah, that's like. just two less cigars he's going to light with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last call. Hi, Jordan Jesse. This is Lauren from Phoenix of the usual Lauren and Leanne Colin uh, duo. Uh, momentous occasion, I recently discovered that I can do a pretty mean Lisa Simpson laugh. So, um, okay, here we go. Okay, thanks, bye. It was okay. That was pretty good. It was pretty, yeah, good. It was pretty decent. A lot better than I can do. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Gene, can you do better than that? Uh, nope. It's a B. The only Simpsons thing I, I, I ever remember is that Boo Earns thing. Everything else is yeah. just getting in and out of my memory. I can say yeah like Jason Statham. Oh yeah? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good That's, work. Yeah. Good work. Well, we all have our gifts, you know? We all have our gifts. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm big time Gene O'Neill. Always a pleasure to have big time here, huh, Jordan? It is. What a what an a pleasure and an honor. It's a treat. Oh, you guys, a rare, a rare too much. treat. It oh. is. It is a very rare treat. All right, a little more. Come on, give me a little more. I'm rare, I'm barely here. You're looking, Gene, you're looking big. You've been working out. You're looking pretty big. <laughs> All right. Gene, All right, that'll do. Gene, you've got beautiful balls. <laughs> what? Thank, thank you for letting me do this interview uh, pantsless. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, uh, no special action items this week. We're going to talk about making friends and uh, picking sports and stuff next week on the show. Which just this show is so chock full of shit. Two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call if you have thoughts about the show. If you have, we're going to do anything occasion. for the hundredth uh, episode. Is that mo- is that what should I don't I, know what, if we're going to do something special? We should we should ask people what we should do on hundredth episode. On the wow, can I be on it? <laughs> if you can hang out here till next week, if you leave, it's Jordan, null shut and up. void. Shut up, Jordan. I needed a place to stay Jordan, anyway. Oh, I can just sleep in your bushes. Oh, <laughs> now Gene's gonna sleep in my bushes again. What? Remember, he was there. Come for, on, Jesse, you have nice bushes. He was there for two and a half months last time. They were good bushes. I finally yeah. had. I finally had to plant bushes outside of your house, Jordan. And grow them really nice so that he would switch. Yeah. But I didn't. 
<laughs> you did it. You just told me you did. I just told you. I I came back to your bushes. That's yeah. why my that's why my toothpaste kept disappearing. Gene's not about to move to West Hollywood. Yeah, it's too crazy out there. Too waspy. Too Hollywood. Two oh six nine eight four four. Fun. Our theme music. Love you by the Free Design. And the the Max Fun Drive ends on the fifteenth. It ends absolutely positively. Dead ends on the fifteenth. So you've only got what a few days. Uh, to get uh, uh, to get yourself uh, an awesome thank you gift and uh, to support the sound of Young America and Jordan Jesse Go. So, yeah, get out of bed already. Yeah, t- tell me about it, Gene. Jeez, clean up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maximumfun.org slash donate. It's what's uh, paying my rent and uh, a tiny bit of Jordan's rent. And uh, it's not paying Gene anything. Sorry, buddy. Oh, uh, but you know he gets residuals. I so I get to sleep in Jesse's bushes and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as long as he's still living here. So if you keep Jesse in bushes, you keep Gene in shelter. <laughs> shelter we'll see, from the from the rain. We'll see you guys next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah.